Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Grandpa, that's wonderful. You sold the house. Yeah. Well, it take all my charm and powers of salesmanship, but I really put on the pressure and closed that deal. Now we can move to Buffalo, and Uncle Herman can take his new job. Oh, boy, old Hermie's got it made. <laughs> I'll go up and get my shoesies, and we'll pack up all our bluesies. And away we'll go. Oh, 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 off we go. Hello and welcome to another amazing genre defining one of a kind unsportsmanlike conduct penalty <laughs> episode. Oh. I don't know hmm. what I'm doing anymore of the Monster Hunters, the only show, show, shit show that dares to shun. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm loopy, man. <laughs> loopy. <laughs> loopy sales is what they call me. Uh, mm-hmm. We're shunning shit uh, in favor <laughs> of a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family my name is derek and i'm a monster hunter sitting across the table uh the frankenstein headed table of monster hunting is shun dmc himself keith hey hey what's up this is kg and i too am a monster hunter monster hunter and then across that frankenstein headed table that i previously mentioned of monster hunting Boy, today is just, I don't know, weird vibes going on in my brain. <laughs> is the one and only uh, master of disaster himself, Dr. <laughs> Dre of Kansas, Terry. That's right. I'm the master. Any disaster happens, you just come to me. I'll master it. I'll wrangle it up and I'll throw it in the bin, never to be seen again. Oh, my God. That even rhymed. So you're like freestyling now, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, throw it in Dr. the bin and never Dr. be seen Dr. Dre of Kansas. I got some, you know, I got yeah. some. Maybe. Might be better than Dre's lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless the, the the mighty DOC has written them for me. The, um, uh, the DOC of Kansas comes through. And- <laughs> yeah. Dr. Dre, but Dr. Dre and the DOC of Kansas. Man, that's like the ultimate uh, Kansas rap package right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, guys, we're here to talk about the monsters, and it's not the movie. No, we're back Ooh. to normal monsters, which I'm excited about. I think I am, I'm. I am too. Actually. I kind of missed it. Yeah, yeah. I like Palette that. Palette cleansed. It, ready to go. I really feel as if it was another palette cleanser, much like yes. the mini monsters. Well, I yes. found myself laughing a lot during this episode today, so I well, think maybe it did. Well, before we get there, yeah. Before we start this this magical journey that we call monster hunting, what? How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just kind of chilling here, you know. Like I said, I'm mastering the disaster. And, um, but when I'm not doing that, you know, I'm just kind of sitting here in the Frank side at a table. Just, when I'm not mastering disasters, you yes. can find me at. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shameless awesome. plug. I'm sitting at the monster's head table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I There's no disasters for me to master, but I, I mean, I'm still 
still doing okay, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, listen, if you're not the master of disaster and you're disaster free, then it's all that's perfect. Yeah. Right? I, I don't multitask yeah. as well as uh, Terry does, but you know, I'm I'm still doing good. Whew. Take a breather. Hmm. Now we <laughs> must do something sacred to the monster hunter ritual. Mm, yep. We gotta light a candle, head down that stone hallway filled filled with cobwebs low-hanging fruit twizzlers rat shit and all the other stuff open up the creaky gate into the cathedral it's this giant room stone room filled with books and ghosts and tables to get the books and sit down and read them in but we're not going to sit at the table we're going to push away past the ghosts uh which seems like a weird way to get past the ghost. <laughs> Shoving our way through. Get out of our way. Out of our way, yeah. ghost boy. Well, um, rumor is if they stay in the room too long, they'll slowly get back to their corporeal form. Oh, and we shit. don't want that. So we got to push through, you know, spread them around a little bit. So is that a thing with ghosts? I didn't know that. Slowly rematerializing. Yes. <laughs> if they stay in, they hold absolutely still. And yeah, they'll slowly come back. I think that's oh, how no. that works. Oh, I hope that one ghost, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, whose wife I banished to the, the land of he Dyson. Blended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope he doesn't stand still to still to like, man, I can't talk. Stand Extra. still, turn into a man again, just to get his revenge upon me. Mm-hmm. I'll have to sleep with one eye open from now on. Uh, that's all right, though, because I'm going over to the bookshelf past the uh, Indiana Jones's comings and goings, um, leaving some <laughs> droppings, whatever they are. Uh, the movie to book translations, uh, grabbing that big leather bound tome, pulling off the shelf, blowing off the dust, creaking it open, drop it down to a knee, presenting it to Keith Alter Boy to priest style for the weekly tradition known as the Monster Hunters tidbit factoid fact shit sheet psalm of the week. Okay, okay, let's uh, open up. We're going to stay in the same uh, thing we were before, and we're going to look at, uh, uni- uh, well, last time uh, we are in the, the book Universal. Oh, yeah. And we're Universal going for, uh, yeah, this time we're going to Universal 212. 212. It was 420 last time, but. <laughs> <laughs> Something like well, that. You know, yeah. Frankenstein gets mm, down with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Frankenstein's and, uh, holding. <clears throat> and so uh, February 12th, 1931, uh, Universal releases Dracula. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it later got added to the National Film Registry in 2000. So that was ahead of uh, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I still don't know when that <laughs> started, but we, you know, you get the basics uh, of it. <clears throat> it had a budget of $355,000 as the oh. estimate. And it grossed uh, $85,204. Um, now, it says this was the sixth most popular movie at the U.S. box office in 1931. But when I went to look that up, that I could not find like what the rest of them were. Or yeah, I found what a list. I found a list, but that wasn't listed like number six. Hmm. What could be more yeah. popular than Dracula? I mean, come on. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Mm, yeah. yeah fair 85,000 is worth like 1.4 mil today. Mm, all right. Yeah. Not so, a very good box office return. No, no. So the the movie is only one hour and fifteen minutes long. I think that's pretty pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Browning directed this movie, mm-hmm. and he also directed a movie that I saw during college called Freaks. Oh, um, okay. which, uh, which is about a carnival freak show type thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 1931. He also did Mark of the Vampire in 1935. Okay. That also uh, had Bella Lugosi, I believe. Yes, but not as Dracula in that one, is my mm-hmm. understanding. Um, so there were Todd Todd Browning, uh, T-O-D, only one D. He has 62 credits on IMDb for directing. Dracula is number 56 of his 62. Like he had just a ton of stuff from from before then. Oh, that was like um, one of the last things he did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he he started in like uh, the early like nineteen seventeen. I think it said was like one of the, one of his first uh, earliest things there that he worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry, nineteen fifteen. Uh, a bunch of shorts that he did um, all the way through nineteen sixteen, and then got into uh, more. Uh, bigger feature films and stuff like that, uh, hmm. but I'm I'm guessing that uh, Dracula and Freaks are probably his two biggest, uh, most well-known things that he's that he's known for. Um, the movie is about a Transylvanian vampire, Count Dracula, bends a naive real estate agent to his will, and then takes up residence at a London estate where he sleeps in his coffin by day and searches for potential victims by night. Uh, Todd Browning also got. Um, uh, a bit of a uh, contributing writer credit as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Stars Bella Gosi as Count Dracula, Helen Chandler as uh, Mina Harker, David Manners as John Harker. Uh, and in my notes here, it says that although he lived to 67 years old or lived for 67 years after the film was released, uh, David Manners claims to have never watched it. Really? That's hmm. interesting. Huh, yeah. Why. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so Bella Lugosi, he had played Dracula on on Broadway uh, as well, and he was so eager to repeat this, uh, you know, this character and be on there that he agreed to a very small contract. Uh, it says about five hundred dollars per week for the seven week shooting schedule. Uh, meanwhile, David Manners had earned about two thousand per week uh, to play Jonathan Harker. Now, the interesting thing now, and in, in, in some of the notes that I found about that. Uh, in addition to like how much the difference was between like the star and like the secondary guy here is they said that Manners was under contract to Warner Brothers slash First National, which had loaned out their contract player at a rate considerably higher than performers weekly salary. And most of that just went right back to Warner Brothers. So even mm-hmm. though he got like 2000 per week, he probably only got like 500 himself and all the rest of it went back to the mm. studio. That sucks. He should yeah. make more for that, especially mm-hmm. yeah, it's like iconic. Everybody knows like him as Dracula. Yeah. Um, this movie also has Dwight Fry as Renfield, Edward Van Sloan as Van Helsing, and Herbert Bunston as Doctor uh, Stewart or Doctor Seward. Sorry. Um, Seward. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's, where was that? Um, oh, uh, Edward Van Sloan, uh, who was in this. He also did like an epilogue at the end of the movie talking to the audience about what they had just seen uh oh. th- yeah this was later removed when they re-released the movie uh and is uh, i guess now soon to be lost frankenstein similarly copied this model uh by featuring a prologue um but i kind of wish movies would do that nowadays like maybe just have like the director of the movie come on at the end and be like all right what do you guys think <laughs> well, not, not live. Out loud. <laughs> not, not, yeah, like, like Dora the Explorer. Like, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, just Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like what did you guys? Yeah, that was that was kind of weird, wasn't it? You know, something like what? that. I don't know. You yeah. see Swiper. <clears throat> yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not that direct talking, but um, oh, uh, so Bella Gosi, like I said, he was in the original Broadway production. It had 261 performances. Uh, wow. It had opened on the Fulton Theater on October 5th in 1927. Edward Van Sloan was Van Helsing and Herbert Bunsen was Dr. Uh, Seward in those as well. That's kind of cool. I like it. I like that. Mm-hmm. They bring them from the, the stage to the screen. Yeah, they, they brought that right over. And uh, and I I think that's kind of interesting that they that they did. There's only three people that got, you know, pulled over mm-hmm. from uh, that other cast. Now, apparently, um, Bela Gosi, he was uh, he was an unpaid intermediary for Universal Pictures uh, in trying to negotiate with the widow of uh, Bram St- uh, Stoker in addition or in an attempt to persuade her to get a lower asking price of the film's rights and he got her to lower down from 200,000 to 60,000 wow yeah that's a big chunk. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah I guess their original plan was to do this big budget thing that would go right with the novel however yeah. 1929 Great Depression and the stock market crash they had to go uh, with a much less expensive uh, stage play that was done by Hamilton Dean mm-hmm. of course yeah Mm-hmm. So Dracula never blinks at all. Mm. It's an effect that enhances the undead character's otherworldly aura, uh, and gave yeah. him to you know Lugosi's got the famous menacing stare. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the spider webs in Dracula's castle were created by shooting rubber cement from a rotary gun. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Mm. I which I I don't know. I wonder how long they they did that before they went to the weird like asbestos ones that burn up in the monsters all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's a scene where Dracula and Renfield are traveling London by boat. The footage shown is actually borrowed from another movie called Stormbreaker that came out in 1925. Really? I didn't know that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple other versions of the movie. Uh, they released a silent version for theaters not yet equipped for talkies at the time. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Universal re- released a newly restored version of the film in 1999 that included the musical score uh, by Philip Glass. The original Swan Lake music during the opening credits was removed. Huh. Uh, a version of the film that played on uh, October 24th, 1915 during Svenguli featured a soundtrack taken from the French language audio track on the Dracula uh, Blu-ray. And they also had a Spanish version yeah, that, they, yeah. that they filmed at the exact same time. Hmm. Uh, it was filmed at night by the on the same set at the same time, but just with Spanish speaking actors. Yeah, it's weird. I think that was something they did back then. And like Dracula was mm-hmm. one of the few that like survived over time mm-hmm. for some reason. Like everything else has been lost. But yeah, I did. I saw that um, on one of the several pages that I was looking through to find some stuff that that was, I guess, just a, a normal thing they did mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Hmm. Uh, this That's gets true. a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it's considered like the kind of like the founding horror film hmm. of the of the horror genre it's been a long time since i've seen dracula i wonder mm-hmm. um how closely it follows the book i've never actually read the book i mm. love the book i've it's it actually one of the few books i've read multiple times wow okay i'll have to check it out yeah i did see something else in here that was uh, a little bit weird and i guess because of the time but i guess uh they they wanted them to cut a scene um with him attacking renfield uh, because they're like, yeah, it's um, it, he should only attack women. 
type of oh. thing like this. So they, <laughs> yeah. So nineteen, yeah, you know, nineteen thirty-one. They they really weren't uh, all that ready for uh, for him to be you know attacking the men as well. Like attacking, like biting the neck. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, it came, that it came that it came oh. across. Um, wow. Come on, homoerotic mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. He's a vampire. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think Bela Lugosi actually he doesn't reprise his role as Dracula until um, the m- movie that we talked about the Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Yes. He doesn't come back. There's there's like a ton of Dracula movies in between he, that he plays wow. other vampire type characters I think at times, but he doesn't but play another. Yeah, doesn't play actual Dracula. Yeah, hmm. never, for these like for the Universal monsters. You know, yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I, I, he's definitely missed because. I mean, I love like the daughter Dracula is really good, I think. But ever, all the Dra- like Dracula esque characters after that are, are like, ugh, so bad. And it's so nice to see, yeah, him come back finally after all that. One more real quick thing here: uh, among the living creatures seen in Dracula's castle, uh, possums, armadillos, and uh, the Jerusalem cricket. Oh. Uh, it was common in Southern California, which would explain its cameo in the film. But they added in armadillos because. Because armadillos had occasionally been seen digging in graveyards, which led to the mistake <laughs> believes that they would dig their way into coffins and eat cadavers. Oh God! Really? People yeah. just think armadillos would dig into graveyards and get into coffins <laughs> and eat cadavers? Apparently so, because they because so, because somebody once was like, "Man, I saw an armadillo digging in that graveyard the other day." Oh, I guarantee <laughs> it wasn't that. I guarantee somebody dug into a graveyard and ate a cadaver. And they're like, what uh, happened here? Oh, it was an armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen armadillos in the graveyard? Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, it, definitely there it goes right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta close that book there, Keith. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I I just had set it down off to the side. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, that book is like the starter's pistol. Run up the stairs, gents. <laughs> we gotta get to <laughs> Through the kitchen, past the staff. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> out the back door. Down. Out the path. Jump over between the 13th and the 15th step. There's a crack there. Open up the creek. The, the greasy. What? The creaky gate. Yeah. Dave not greasy still enough. is yeah, not greasy. Not gre- no. Nope. By, by the way, we, we need to have a we're going to have to have a contest at some point in time, like towards the end of this whole thing to see if somebody can actually uh, draw the map. We'll draw the map, but also like if they can remember every little oh shit i can't uh so So now we go under the lollipop bridge over (laughs) oh yes that's always been a part right uh Mm -hmm. out into the dock say hello to mr tinkles the unicorn guardian of the boat jump onto the boat (laughs) captain terry is going to take us out ow stop biting me what Mr. Tinkles Mr. Was oh, yeah. I thought you were actually having an episode. Uh, onto the boat where Captain Terry takes us three miles out so we can go mm-hmm. down deep to the gates Ooh, of hell. I'm a, little, I'm a little woozy. In another, oh, from what the the unicorn bite, Mr. Yeah, Tinkles. I think, I, I think so. We're gonna keep him in the quarantine area. Oh, so. I think he's weird. just trying to come up with an excuse to fall asleep. This could be a weird school month. <laughs> and mm-hmm. down we go to the depths of hell uh with captain terry for another skooma you know unicorns um much like zombies one bites all it takes to turn you into a unicorn so <laughs> keith um I'm, I'm checking i don't i don't feel anything we're, we're gonna have to chop that arm off is what i'm saying um, <laughs> yes all right 
before that hoof starts to come in. Oh god, yeah, it'll be horrible. Oh, the um, transformation is painful. Like, but, mm-hmm. but but while Derek's working on chopping off that, I'll go ahead and start talking. I got about, a hacksaw uh, in the boat. Hold <laughs> on. Uh, this is uh, directed by Joseph Pevney. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this guy. We've I talked do. about him. It's the seventh episode we've actually talked about him. Actually, he's uh, got s- four more. Yeah, um, he's got four more episodes left. Yep, uh, he did the last one, we, like the last traditional episode we talked about, Far Out Monster, which not great. Um, no, but I don't know if I can blame him or the writers. Probably both. Uh, so you know, I'm not I, blame, I blame him all for that thing. Yes, <laughs> I blame the Standells for that. Yes, um, the, the Sitdells. <laughs> but you know so yeah we're not gonna talk about him so nobody make eye contact as we go past you know his bloated corpse yes <laughs> look puppy away. dog eyes yes <laughs> yeah we're gonna skip past him talk about the writers it's uh joe Connolly, bob mosher and george tibbles i've got a little a fun little nickname for these guys i'm just gonna call them the beaver crew uh because <laughs> yep um uh, not to be confused with the beaver squad of course uh but joe Connolly, bob mosher they're known for really good to beaver they created it. George George Tibbles has um, he's a he's a newcomer, but he also he directed twelve episodes. Oh, he didn't direct; he wrote them. He wrote twelve episodes of Leave It to Beaver. So that earns, earns him a right in the Beaver Squad. Uh, mm-hmm. You might be thinking, yeah, twelve episodes—that's quite a bit of writing. Um, but no, that's nothing compared to his work on My Three Sons, where he wrote one hundred and three episodes. Holy shit! That's got to be close <laughs> to all of them. Well, that's interesting you say that because it's a lot, but it's not even half. What? <laughs> what? Hold on. There's more than 206 episodes of My yes. Three Sons. There's only three sons. How many things can we do? 100 episodes each at least. Oh, good Lord. Another thing that he's actually known for is the Woody Woodpecker song, which he was nominated <laughs> for. He, mm-hmm. he, com- he wow. composed that. It's the so. Woody Woodpecker show. <laughs> Well, oh wow, that's a nice little tie back to the the Munsters movie when Herman's watching oh, Woody Woodpecker. Christ. Oh, I, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm trying to jettison that from my memory. <laughs> that's got to be a reference. Um, but yeah, I never heard the actual song before. Like, I know his like weird laugh he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lyrics, you know, they state that he likes pecking holes in trees to see if redwoods are red, and he also. <laughs> It's nothing to him to peck a few holes in your head if he feels like it. Oh, so aggressive. Yeah, that's kind of concerning. Um, I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. But the uh, the song also states that he's quite the ladies' man. He uh, Everybody just loves that weird laugh. Uh, so I don't know. He, good for him. There must have been a time when like Woody Woodpecker first came out that they played like that with all the lyrics. Like, I don't remember there being lyrics to the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, song. me neither. I knew the lot, the like the yeah. laugh, but yeah, and it's mm-hmm. weird because it's like I would I would love to see a live performance because there'd just be like a man up there doing the laugh, and then he'd wait for like two minutes while the the woman sings a song, <laughs> and then he'd come back in and do the laugh, and then wait for another two minutes. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, George, he also he did another episode of The Munsters, and he's actually going to uh, he wrote one of the movies, so that's exciting. Oh. Mm. Monsters That's go the most home. Recent one, obviously. No, no. Yeah. I wish, but no. Mm. Um, so we got some guest stars for this. We got Bert Freed as Mister Dennison, Charles mm-hmm. Seal as elderly man, and Nydia Westman as elderly woman. Mm. Uh, so we got Bert Freed has 189 acting credits on IMDb. 
He was actually in a Stanley Kubrick movie. Which one? Paths of Glory. Don't know it. It's one of his early ones. It's like from the 50s. Uh, I've never seen it. I've been meaning to. It's like a, it's on like the Criterion Collection, which usually is a good sign, um, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, and I'm sure like after acting in something like that, it was probably a breeze to be in a Monsters episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, you only want me to do one take? Okay, cool. Pavney isn't as such a as laborious a director as Kubrick. Right, yeah. Yeah. I suspect not. Um, he's also in a movie uh, called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, this movie looks really crazy. Uh, I get, I guess it's about like an ex-child star who like starts tormenting her sister who's in a wheelchair. The trailer is just madness. Like, I don't really understand what's happening. It's like five minutes long, first of all, which is kind of pretty long for a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all black and white, but like color will pop in and out at random times. Seemingly there's like a theme song lamenting, like whatever happened to baby Jane. Uh, she keeps singing about like, nobody knows what happened. And then it cuts like in and out between scenes of dialogue. Uh, I don't know if the trailer is supposed to be funny either. Like I, I get that. It's like, a. I think it's supposed to be like a horror movie kind of like, yeah, I think so. but the trailer's cut in such a weird way that I'm like suspense. Maybe is that a joke? Yeah. It, it, it seemed weird. Cause I, I, what I thought from the description, it sounded yeah, like some sort of suspenseful thriller. And then yeah, the trailer was like five minutes long with all this crazy stuff. I don't know. It, it's got crazy cuts, like I said. It repeats scenes over and over again. It makes it look like it syncs the actors like lips with some of the words in the song that's playing. Oh, it's, that's it's yeah, it's really strange. Um, the tagline for the movie is also pretty weird. So here's the tagline: Things you should know about this motion picture before buying a ticket. <laughs> One, if you're long-standing fans of Miss Davis and Miss Crawford, we warn you this is quite unlike anything they've ever done. Two. You are urged to see it from the beginning. Three, be prepared for the macabre and the terrifying. That's so funny. It's like four. Okay, there's more. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. We ask your pledge to keep the shocky climax a secret. Five, when the tension build. Oh wait, when the tension begins to build, try to remember it's just a movie. There you go. That's the tag. That was on posters. <laughs> I guess that's what the you said the tagline was oh for this God. thing. <laughs> no, number six, it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing that's I think is so funny about it, right? It's like they think the audience is so stupid they yeah. can't understand that actors act, and that's not really them. Right. right. Don't be alarmed when you see people that you've seen do nice things. <laughs> do not nice things. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're not that far off from like the train coming towards the screen and scaring that's everyone. True. So maybe, yeah. maybe it was earned to do this. But yeah, that's like so long. Like, I, is it like just tiny text at the bottom of the, t- the, the poster? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's a- like fine print on a contract yes. like- <laughs> or Zanzafil. It will cure your, you know, <laughs> diabetes. Yeah. Warning. <laughs> it's warning. Like those things. Right? If you're a fan of Miss Davis and Miss Crawford, we warn you. Yeah. It's like anything you've ever seen. Yeah. Please don't spoil the ending. Yeah. Well, so why do you have to put that on there? Please don't spoil the ending. I would hope not. I think that, you know, what's funny? Like, I think there was a time when spoiling something wasn't like a thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it was it was harder to spoil. You had to like word of mouth. Like there's no internet and stuff like that. right? So, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's also weird, yeah. Like we're urged, you're urged to see it from the beginning. Like, what do people just walk in halfway in an hour? Yes. Yep. What's going on? 
Maybe that was a thing. I don't know. That just seems weird, but you know what? I'm going to, if I ever watch it, I'll definitely follow all five of those steps. Yeah. Whatever. So you'll never. Jane. Yeah. I'll but find yeah, out what happened were, and I'll never tell. Five or six steps. It was five. Five steps. The five steps to baby Jane. Right. Mm-hmm. R- rule one. Don't talk about baby Jane. <laughs> don't talk about baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got Charles Seal. He's got a hundred act or 160 acting credits. Uh, he was in the Westworld movie as a bellhop. Um, he was in a Steven Spielberg movie, as Duel. A oh. <laughs> he was an old man. I think he played old man in Steven Spielberg's oh. movie. <laughs> um, but if you ever seen Duel, what are you saying? Like, what are you saying? Old men can't be bellhops? Jeez, yeah, geez, ageist much. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, just drop ever, ice cold facts. Exa- yes, yep, yeah. yeah. Stone. <laughs> if I ever see a bellhop that's old, oh yeah, you don't want to see what happens after. Oh god. Um but anyways, yes, the duel is like about a, a car chasing down a man uh, or a big old truck. It's not a car. It's a big old truck. It's kind of supposed to be scary. It's all right. Um, but I don't know. Not necessarily. You need to see it. It's like before Jaws even. So it's not one of those. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Terry, for there's... giving us permission to skip that. Stop. You can just skip right. it, everyone. You don't yeah. watch that one. I know, right. I know most people, when I do the schema, they watch everything I mentioned. Everything. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. So many emails. Oh mm-hmm. God! Tell Terry yeah. we watched all of his scuba matches. <laughs> Have I told you? Yeah, I've got like a whole scuba book club going on. Uh, yeah, all the <laughs> listeners, we all get together and we talk mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> I thought I mentioned this. I must have forgot. My bad. Mm. Um, Terry Terry's uh, sister podcast, the scuba. <laughs> yeah, it's a spinoff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're all th- our thousands of listeners. You guys, yeah, it's just I've just been hanging out with all these people. Yeah, I got my own Patreon going and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. yeah i know it's it's been going great uh anyways he's done some tv shows like dennis the menace lassie alfred hitchcock hour terry and the pirates you know uh while i was scrolling i noticed uh something kind of tangentially monsters related he was in a movie called teen i was a teenage frankenstein oh so it's got some frankenstein elements yeah i mean What's scarier than a normal Frankenstein? A teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. The hormones run wild. Yeah, but like once you like hit like 20, are you no longer Frankenstein then? <laughs> Just yeah. not a teenage one. <laughs> not or a young adult Frankenstein. Young mm-hmm. adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the title makes me think it's supposed to be like kind of goofy because like that's just I was a teenage yes. Frankenstein. Okay. Um, but the trailer is like super serious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I guess like the mind of a teenager gets trapped in a horrible, grotesque body that they put together from corpses and whatnot. Oh, that's not um, and he goes on a horrible killing rampage. So that yeah. is not what I expected Ooh. at all. <laughs> no, it was gonna be like a comedy where he's like, oh, yeah. I'm a Frankenstein now. How yeah. am I going to go to the prom? You know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. no, he goes and murders everyone. <laughs> Uh, the tra- the trailer doesn't even really emphasize the whole teenage part of this at all. No, uh, it ba- the only thing it does is it asks, like in text that pops up on screen, like, is he teenager or terrifying beast? It's like, oh wow, I think it's probably both, but I- I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, then we got Nydia Wisman as she's got 109 credits. She was the elderly woman in this episode. Uh, there's a couple elderly women, I'm not sure which one she was. Uh, but she's been in some stuff like The Adams Family, My Favorite Martian, Dragnet. She was also in a movie called The Reluctant Astronaut, starring Don Knotts and Leslie Nielsen. Uh, that's about like a janitor. He worked at NASA and he ends up uh, getting volunteered to go to space. Um, I think it's like the, the idea is like he got like signed up by his dad to be like an astronaut training, but all he could manage was be the 
janitor. Uh, but then NASA comes up with a craft that can fly by itself. So they just pick any random schmuck, which happens to be him. And they send him up there. Uh, which, you know, yeah, it seems fine. He does all the classic training that you know, an astronaut do. He's like spinning in the high velocity chair. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it, it looks very hilarious. Uh, the trailer had a funny joke where it like writes out he's an astronaut. Then he deletes like the NAT of astronaut and spells it like astronaut, like his last name. Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Such a clever guy. I think we're going to say like add an extra S. He's like, an astronaut. astronaut. Oh, <laughs> you know, I thought it would be probably funnier. Hmm. The, the poster he's got his yeah he's got his yeah. butt up and yeah it's like well. that, that that's uh that's one that takes a rocket to uranus mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my oh direct my. hit <laughs> anyways now that we've got you know keith's arm has been severed off uh we're gonna replace <laughs> it with some sort of stick wooden arm i guess but we're gonna head we're slowly gonna head up to the surface uh, and get uh, some you know real there's no attention. slow for me i am on the beach i was roasting a weenie uh but keith's arm only burnt for so long so <laughs> you <said that's> <laughs> yeah i used it as kindling um roasted weenie i roasted one for everyone keith an extra one for you since you lost an arm that's nice. Oh, thank yeah. you. I you can tape it. one to your like head, like as a unicorn, if <laughs> yeah. you really want to. The thing is, I can't give them to you both at the same time because you don't have two functional hands. So I'll hold yep. on to the other one. Let me know when you're hungry and I'll hand you that extra okay. weenie. Now it's time. Everyone's favorite part of the show where we tediously go through every element that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about accurate. Can I put that in our like a podcast description where we tediously go through every yep. element? <laughs> it, the, the description keeps evolving and eventually we'll be we painfully go through every second of every episode <laughs> of the monsters. We tedious go through every episode of this uh, grotesque family. I think <laughs> it, it's the only thing that the show deserves is a is a tedious examination of every el- every minute that passes. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, yeah. We're only giving it what it gets. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's not the hero we need. It's what they deserve. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what we are. We've heard this one. Yep. We did something in our past life, and now this is our penance. <laughs> season oh, one. Episode... What the hell did I do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, season one, episode twenty-seven, Monsters on the Move. Original air date March twenty-fourth, nineteen sixty-five. Herman is offered a job promotion. That would mean moving out of town. That's what uh, Amazon says. It gets a 7.3 on IMDb. And I don't huh. know if it's just the uh, the palate cleanser fresh off the schlock that we watched this last week. But uh, I don't know if that's accurate. Hmm. In the wrong oh, direction. really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Oh, boy. This might be a first. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. We're breaking new ground here. People. We'll see. We'll, we'll see been, what happens. We'll see how I this hope I'm in for a surprise. Yeah. Maybe as I recount recount it, I'll be like, "Oh no, seven point three too high." <laughs> I'll be honest. I find every uh, every recap better than the actual watching of it. So I mean, it, that's true. I, you're not gonna if you think it's already better than that. I might think you're like at a nine or something by the time we're done. <laughs> I don't think it's a nine. Oh no, there's. I don't think there will ever be a nine episode of the Munsters. All right. This episode starts like many others. They're in the kitchen. Lily's cooking supper. Grandpa's at the table. Herman's home because there's a bunch of noise and shit going on. 
and there's so much noise that a bunch of pots and pans fall off the wall, I guess. Yeah. And they make mm-hmm. some out of tune, like, crank, 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 crank. And grandpa <laughs> is like pissed. He's like, He's either make them so they don't fall or get them shits tuned. Yeah, he's, basically. He's like, uh, he's like, man, like, very upset about it. Like, I don't know. Is that some, like, oh, I'm going to go get all my pots and pans tuned? Is that, I like, guess. God, I don't know. That's a uh, weird. That's a weird. Uh, it was a weird statement. And I'm going to say initially, I just went over it. I was like, huh. So I had to come <laughs> back and write it down. And we'll find out why. Also, um, much like the last episode, uh, or actually watching of, a, of an actual monsters episode i think this is a, we're, we're now easily on to the point where grandpa's like yeah i'm just gonna have a cigar with me all the time yes and and i don't really care if it's like i'm not gonna do it just in my spare time i'm just gonna jump on and we'll that man's a chimney here. he's yeah very he's not, large uh cigars too all the yeah. time when he's not smoking a cigar he's got smoke coming out of his ears that's true. He, well, he stores it all inside his gut until he's yes. ready. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whale. Uh, he stores all <laughs> the air and then he has to emerge and blow it out. Um, mm-hmm. Herman comes in. He is so excited. He's busting at the seams. And he's like, don't do that in here. It could be a mess. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nice. Now, here is the first reference to Herman's boss, Mr. Gateman. Yeah, very interesting. Mr. Gateman called me into his office, said, uh, you know, I can't remember. No one, you're like no one else. So you don't lay down on the job or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Some joke that implies, yeah, yeah some sort of dead person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of uh, funeral home jokes in this, in, this mm-hmm. in this episode. Pays him a compliment. You don't lay down on the job like others. <laughs> Gives him a promotion. You know what? You be a manager for one of our branch offices. Lily pumped she's like wait until the family in the old country hears about this they'll stand up on their hind legs and really take notice what this is the second time she's made reference to them as being beasts they're like wolves i guess i I don't know yeah that um that that's why i was wondering the same thing i'm like so like uh well like half bat form or like they're bats that would stand on their hind legs well or it, but talk- it does come across more as like that they are uh, wolves of some sort. We we did mention Dracula in the Almanac and Bram Stoker's Bram Stoker's Dracula could turn into a, a wolf. Mm, and you know mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Grandpa's yeah. done that too. Yes. And mist somebody because his contacts were. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. <sighs> so uh so the only rub with this new job is they'll have to sell the house and move to Buffalo. And Grandpa and Lily, oh, that's awesome. They're not cool with this, right? They're like so. They're like kind of upset, visibly upset at this idea. No, they seem concerned about that. Yeah. Yes. But Herman's got the cure to this. He sings "Shuffle Off to Buffalo" and does a dance <laughs> number. Yeah. I always like when Fred Gwynn <clears throat> sings, and uh, this is a fun one. He does a mm-hmm. little dance number, and he crashes out the window in the kitchen. And this is the first time we've ever seen this particular window, and we don't see it later on <laughs> when we're in nope. the same room. Uh, but he dances out the window, and it makes a Herman-shaped hole in the glass, yes. which is like, very cartoony. It's like Looney Tunes. Yeah, I like yes. that. That's funny. 
Uh, I was just going to say Shuffle Off the Buffalo, the song. Uh, oh, Keith. Oh, <laughs> Keith actually yeah. has uh, some Shuffle Off the Buffalo. Yeah, um, it was it was news. Um, it was performed <laughs> by the Boswell sisters. <laughs> Breaking mm. news. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was written by Al Dubin and Harry Warren, introduced in the 1933 musical film 42nd Street. Mm. Oh. Uh, and like I said, also it was uh, recorded by uh, the Boswell sisters, who were an Amer uh, who were an American close harmony singing trio of jazz and swing era. Yeah, oh, okay. Martha, Connie, and Hel Hel Helveta. Helveta. Like yeah. the font. <laughs> yes, I named it after her. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, it also Wikipedia said on here that is recorded. Um, and presented by the Lawrence Welk show on TV and comedy acts with the song have included Abbott Costello, Laurel Hardy, Fred Gwynn, and the odd couple. So I'm assuming they're referring to them using it here uh, on the Munsters. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, they use it twice. We heard it in the opening, the duet with Lily and Herman. Um, also, just real quick before we move on uh, in uh, in the movie that we just watched, uh, Mr. Gateman is actually one of the, the guys who uh, they look to hire Herman. Oh, I was wondering yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So they they kept that uh, together. Yep. So he crashed mm. out that damn window, left an, uh, a Herman shaped hole. Yeah. Lily pokes her head out there and tells Spot to fetch, bring Daddy back. And then we get some <laughs> flames. I like. I don't know. I just really like that for some reason because it's so cartoony. Yeah, yep. me too. And then we get the banger, the classic banger, shiny cloaks. Oh tuba. God. Anything I love else? The shiny cloak comment. No, I can't ever top a shiny cloak. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Nope. No, I was too mesmerized by the cloak again. Well, I, was I looking... noticed that Herman's briefcase is super shiny too. Is ever it? since Terry pointed out the shiny. Oh my god. Cloak. Oh man, I gotta have to look for that. Yep. So then we come back from the banger. Herman's got the whole family together to talk about the job. He's like, "Thanks for I gathered you all up." And Grandpa's like, "Dude, we were already sitting here. You just started yes. talking." Uh, but everyone's there except for Eddie, who is conveniently spending the weekend with one of his little friends from school. And at first I'm like, is Eddie not in this episode? Is this one of those w weird like <clears throat> labor law things? We can't get him in here. But no, just he's just not here because he's always in every scene with a family except for this one. He's out and about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still life. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that's what they're hinting at was like. Yeah, we're just not going to include him this time. He might have like a couple scenes, but yeah, it's like a setup to some actual plot stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Also, this then again leads to the thing where like they're always like thrown off by stuff in the real world mm -hmm. or like people that run off and are scared stuff all the time of them. Like Eddie seems to kind of be living a normal life. Pretty much. Friends come over. They play tricks on his grandpa. He they deservedly so he go he goes out and hangs <laughs> at somebody else's house for a yep. while i mean you know uh, a whole weekend yeah a whole weekend away another family was willing to take in a little wolf boy for a weekend yeah and none, none of these people seem to care like much about like the fact nope. that he's a little except i guess, I guess he never goes to anybody's house when he has that beard but uh <laughs> you know but they're, they're never really bothered by it it's it's, it's just so weird that that's you have all the rest of that stuff where they think things are odd. Marilyn's even like, oh, I mean, I really wish I wasn't so plain and stuff like that. And they just got Eddie who's doing his own thing all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a ray of sunshine every time he's in an episode too. It's the weirdest because he's the closest to normal in the entire family, and Marilyn exists. So yeah, it's also weird that I just said ray of sunshine. I don't you know if did. I ever used. Like, I don't know if I ever used that complimentary. <laughs> Patrick and, and I'm like younger monster. And I'm like I don't know if I ever said that thing that term in my life ever. Nope. But <laughs> well. if we if we ever get printed out and packaged into a box, that will be like the quote, the pull quote. Mm-hmm. Eddie Munster's a little ray of sunshine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. For the next printing of yeah, the yep. Munster's DVD set. That'll yes. be like Munster Hunters say. <laughs> Keith from the Munster Hunters. Shun DMC. Keith Shun DMC Gala. Yep. Says. All right. Well, we get that. Uh so Herman's gathered everybody. And it's basically him trying to convince himself that taking the job is a good idea. Um, because you could tell he's like talking himself into it he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it because of the moving part but he wants the opportunity Herman's talking blah 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 he turns around and is facing the opposite direction and seems to have lost track of the fact that he's looking in the opposite direction uh, yes i hated this <laughs> so much almost to the point where mm. i'm like this episode's ruined. I was ready to just shut it down. <laughs> it was so dumb. Yeah. Yes. They do this a couple other times during the thing. Like usually him and grandpa are doing the thing where like they're standing back to back and moving around. Yeah. And then he loses them. But yeah, the, like all he did was walk back and forth in his own house. In his own house. He just turned room. around and was like, where'd like, everybody go? Yes. I I agree. This was such such a dumb. This was such like, a thing. joke. Yeah. Where'd you all go? We're behind We're in the you. The same Herman. spot. Yeah. Oh. At all. <laughs> Dumb. Herman goes through all the pros and cons and he gets to the cons. He'll have to sell this beautiful house and all of its exquisite furniture. And then he knocks over a lamp and the smokes. Yeah. Like explodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but since this is a matter so vital, Herman wants to put uh, him taking the promotion to a family vote. And then Lily stands up and does, oh, it is my duty as a wife to be by mm-hmm. my husband, blah, 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 blah. So she's on board, but she doesn't do it begrudgingly. She's like, all right. And then Marilyn, yeah, I, well, let's go to Buffalo. Maybe the boys won't find me so plain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's uh, what, in L.A. She's a Buffalo 10, but a, an LA 7 or something like that. Is that what <laughs> yeah, maybe. See, a Buffalo 10 and LA 2. But that's not true. She'd be like a she'd be like a Buffalo 9000. Like she'd walk into <laughs> Buffalo and they'd build statues for it. Yep. She'd take over. And, and mm. the only thing I know about Buffalo is chicken wings. And what I mm. see a, a, like Bill's Nation uh, tailgating mm. for Buffalo Bill's games and jumping through tables and lighting things on fire. That's all I know yeah. about Buffalo. That's it. And they get a lot of snow. That's true. So Marilyn's cool. Lily's cool. Grandpa goes, yeah, what the fuck? Why not? I'm free. I'm fine. I'm free as a bat. Uh, <laughs> I can go makes, wherever. He makes it sound like he's always has a plan to like get up and leave whenever he needs to. Like, yeah. It's like, hmm. don't matter. None. I can mm-hmm. be here. I could be there. Yeah. I'm me, baby. <laughs> so then Herman's like, it's settled. We'll do it. But Lily's like, no, 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 no. We got to ask Eddie still. Berman, yeah, you know, Eddie will be fine with that. That's cool. 
He's the last person who'd be fine with it. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's cool with anything I tell him because I'm a cool dad. Then we cut to Eddie and his Fred sitting at a park bench with baseball gloves. Sure was neat, Eddie. The coach made you catcher and picked you for captain <laughs> of the baseball team. Oh, must have been the way you snagged those foul tips with your teeth. Like, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. They're sure to win the city championship now. Man, man, Eddie hopes so. He loves the school and all the friends he's made. I love it here. You guys are the best. This is not the same collection of kids at the school that made fun of me and called me shorty six episodes ago or whatever. You guys are the coolest ever. He won him over with his baseball skills. Yeah. And then he goes, why? I'd rather live here than anywhere else in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really laying it on thick here. Yeah. Yes. And then their kid's like, oh, man, thank goodness. Because last year, the short t- shortstop moved to another school district. <laughs> and they lost the city championship. And we vowed to never speak to him again. <laughs> and he's like, shit, son. No worries here. My mom said we can live here for the rest of our lives and maybe even longer. So now stakes are set. Herman and family, we're going to Buffalo. Eddie's like, nah, I got roots here now, man. I can't move. (laughs) They need me. They need me for the city championship. It's true. Yeah, this is this is the most important. Now, if you remember, like four episodes ago, we had the 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 button, right? At the end, and Herman and Eddie were practicing baseball. Oh, yeah, I Mm -hmm. forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And that was at the end. And now, is there some sort of continuity in Monsterverse? It's setting up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they were hinting at this next episode. The fourth episode down the line, I think they're hinting at that. Yeah. This will pay off later. It's all, and all this, well, it's only, it's like been, uh, it's been like in the background, like in between episodes, like the baseball thing has been going. Now he's finally made team captain. This has been Mm -hmm. a whole arc like that we just haven't seen. I think we just haven't seen. And I think, that maybe it's true. Oh, and I'll tell you why later. I think that that could be the case. They're actually oh, okay. paying off something that was said in another episode in this episode. Ooh. Yeah, I, I do. I do think, though, is, is that thing like they made fun of him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once he actually, you know, proves that he's got the skills on the on the on the diamond, they like quit making fun of him for stuff. Yeah, because obviously just as in like, you know, real life, if you're you do really good in sports, like people oh yeah, do yeah, yeah. other stuff. You can be the weirdest son of a bitch ever, but you catch a yeah. foul ball in your teeth, yeah, <laughs> not not a problem, man. Nope. I mean, they were calling him Shorty for a while, so I mean, they must have that must yeah. have laid off. They must have laid off of that after a while. Yeah. Maybe that's because he, he was playing shortstop for a while. And that's yeah, what, what if him. Shorty was short oh, for shortstop? It was just yeah, it wasn't because he, he was just short. didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. wasn't with the cool hip lingo. So now we cut back. And the monsters are very aggressive on this move. <laughs> They've yes. already put an ad in the paper. They got an open house sign out front. An old lady. Oh boy. So mm. I, boy, maybe now in the retelling, <laughs> I don't like this episode because now we get a horse-drawn stagecoach thing with palmistry written on the side, pulling up. Mm. And I'm like, oh no. They're going to use the slurs again. They're going to use yep. the slurs, but I'm going to say some old man and old lady and man pull up. 
she's freaked out. Like that's like the house and those Alfred Hitchcock pictures that get hit by lightning. Oh, this is a different one. So old lady and old man pull up in the the Mm -hmm. state in the, in the car. And she's like, that's like the uh, house and those Hitchcock pictures that get hit by lightning. And then like it was written in a script, the house gets (laughs) hit by lightning and catches fire. Mm -hmm. And then she she goes, don't just sit there, daddy, burn rubber. Yes, that was Mm -hmm. awesome. I like that. And they peel out and drive off. Now, Herman and Grandpa are watching out the front window because they're like, we got an open house window up. We should be getting flooded. We didn't want those hot rodders here. Yeah. You see how they drove off? And Herman's like, yeah, good. I wouldn't want to sell to any hot rodders anyway. Now, now we get the horse-drawn Yep. carriage wagon pulls up with palmistry written on the side and i'm like oh no i know what they're gonna do here uh, a guy <laughs> yeah. and a, a guy and his wife jump off um i'm gonna say two romani people jump off and another 10 come out the back i'm like oh no and that gets canned laughter going yep yeah i was like i had this, okay, we're, we're yeah. I was with you. I was like, really? Okay, I see yeah. you exactly. I know what we're gonna do with this, and oh. uh, I'm here to sit for five minutes mm-hmm. while they riff on this. <laughs> yes, and it felt like eternity. Yeah, and they it, have yeah, a scam. They're gonna like first they do the seance, then the phony ghosts, then they'll rake in the dough, and then and then oh god. The woman's like, it's a little clean, but it'll do. And I put I put a little frowny face next to that line. Oh, see, I <laughs> actually like that one because I'm like, oh, somebody agrees with agrees with Lily about like it's no. you know, it, it's it's dusty and stuff like that. It's calling them dirty. Oh, I, I get okay. I think maybe because the previous episode was like the very nice hotel. Oh shit. and how they and how they had a problem that wasn't dusty at, at those rates and stuff. So that's I was like, oh, somebody here agrees that it's uh, a a dirty house, and that's you know, oh, they don't even think it's dirty enough. Oh yeah, exactly because they're yeah. dirty people, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and then this line: "Don't steal nothing until we make the deal." I put Ugh. a frowny face next to that as well. Yeah. They knock on the door. The monsters answer. Uh, the guy and his wife, they're frightened. And then he's like, excuse for the intrude. Good luck, brother. And they run off. <laughs> but when they're walking up, they say something like, oh, I think the slur removed already got here. Uh, I'm like, oh, whatever. So Herman shuffles everyone back inside. He's like, Come on. those were slurs uh they cast spells practice sorcery and no, give people boy. the evil eye I'm like oh my god and grandpa's glad they didn't buy the house because he can't stand competition <sighs> yeah so i absolutely forgot about that exchange <laughs> i i i expelled it from my memory yeah uh hopefully i can do it again well and because it's it's sandwiched between that old couple who made me laugh and with the burn rubber and the two old ladies. Is, yes. It, they they don't 100% make up for it, but they get you to kind of forget about it. Yep. So the monsters are at dinner. Lily frustrated. They've had an open house all day and people won't even come in. Herman doesn't get it because they have everything a family could want. They're close in a beautiful yard with a kidney shaped swamp. And then a car pulls up out front that says, uh, 
something susan and amelia's dealers and antiques and that's where we get this clip If this place is for sale, there must be some wonderful old relics inside. Perhaps we can pick them up for a song. The old hands are inside. Do you think we should knock? I think we should go right in. The, the sign says open house. <laughs> Terrific acting. Susan, what a quaint old house. Oh, and just look at this antique hat rack. Oh, the wormholes are already in it. Isn't that fine? We won't have to drill our own. <laughs> They're big scales. Yeah. And just look at that mule post. Oh. I have no idea what a mule post is. <laughs> I bet they don't realize its value. We'll tell them it's a lot of I junk don't. and then practically steal it. <laughs> Stairs open. <laughs> These two old ladies blast out the front door. Here it comes. I wish people could see this. They dive over the fence, (laughs) humble, get in the car, and drive off. Amazing. That's fantastic. It's probably the best part of this whole episode, I think. Yeah, it was the best collection of jokes. Now, remember, the monsters are in the damn kitchen. Yes. They're they're like one room over. Mm -hmm. Right? They hear all that. Spots going crazy. And uh, Lily, yeah, Grandpa was complaining about Herman coming in, how loud they could hear everything <laughs> yes. before. So these yes. two old ladies just kind of they kind of come in about wormholes, giggling to yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah, like we're gonna rip these people off, <laughs> and then they're gonna rip somebody else off by scamming them by if they have to drill extra wormholes and things. I'm like, <laughs> yes, crazy old old ladies here. Yes, crazy old scamming ladies. everybody. It was awesome. I liked it. Yeah, it sounded like something like old people would talk about. I just liked it. Like, (laughs) sounds like something Grandpa would do. Yes, Grandpa would be like, "Oh yeah, we'll put some fresh wormholes in there." But he's got real (laughs) worms to put into it, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, little worms with little hands with saws to saw the holes. (laughs) They're all drilling like those Mm -hmm. classic like hand drills. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, you like crank it. Yeah, Yeah, you crank it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Amazing. So there we go. The monsters are back at the table. Lily, dear, did you hear something? Oh, that's just spot. He had indigestion all morning. And Herman's like, he got out and got some, some bad telephone poles. So he does eat wood. That's he thing, does eat wood. Yes. He ate that table a couple of episodes ago. Also, like, I mean, there's got to be just tons and tons of damage all throughout Mockingbird Heights based yes. on what he does. Yes. I mean, he, mess- he eats trash cans. He's eating that. But he travels I mean, via sewer. Yeah. Remember? Well, yeah, so I guess he gets away. Also, <laughs> conveniently, he is everywhere they need him to be. He's out times. back to go do fetch. Yep. He's underneath the, the, the staircase at this point. Yep. You know, I, mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's know. not just the dragon. Maybe he's what like if there's multiple mom. spots. Yeah. He's some mm. sort of omnipresent being. Like he's just there. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like Dr. Manhattan. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm here in 1984. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's also on Mars. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. blowing smoke out of the stairs. He's everywhere at I mean, once. He's created life on another planet. Yeah. Yeah. Was it there was a Godzilla move or a Godzilla cartoon back in the 80s? With Gadzuki? Yeah, with Gadzuki. And like 
there was a family who they were on like this boat and they'd be out and it whenever they ran into like another like kaiju or they ran into some sort of trouble they would just yell for them and godzilla would suddenly <laughs> pop up out of the water no matter yes. where they were oh yes. yeah uh and i think that's the same type of thing spot can just you know possibly shows up whenever you need them monsters they're all in the front yard now underneath like an umbrella that's got a hole in it i don't know if we saw that hole in the umbrella but i did i didn't uh, i did not either it's like patio furniture and like there was a hole in the umbrella um they're all standing there uh and they're like okay grandpa you guys sit with the house marilyn and lily they're going to run to town for some errands herman's going to get some empty boxes from work the empty boxes gonna laugh I guess coffins, I guess. Come back with coffins to pack. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Grandpa's, he's like, I'm going to sell the house. I won't let anyone get away. And then we get everyone's favorite giant mouse trap. Yep. Uh, Which, okay, so that's two episodes in a row. But that's two in a row, which means got to come back again next week. (laughs) Yeah. Power threes, uh, the rule threes. (laughs) Also, whoever, like, the finder or creator of the giant mouse trap. He just keeps winning 50 bucks every chance. Mm-hmm. He gets. Like, yeah. Nobody can top that. That's just nope. such a great idea. Two in a row, oh. man. Mm-hmm. Also, they're like, Grandpa, you can't do that. He goes, what? If they go for the chicken sandwich. Yes. Another, yes. <laughs> yep. What's the matter? If someone goes for the chicken sandwich, we got a deal. So awesome. I love that. Herman does not like it. He wants someone to love the house for its charm. So he throws the mouse trap over the house into the backyard. <laughs> In yeah. uh, you know, in a in a weird fashion that it gets to the top part, and I don't know how they got Holy. to continue to move up further, but they they chimed in the music of like, <laughs> what's it's it's shot, and then they played it in reverse. <laughs> so, oh, you're right. You know, so it gets real slow when it gets to the ah, top. I got you. Oh, I loved it. It was so. I thought funny they were like pulling it up on strings. Like, <laughs> no, he threw it, and it kind of bounced funny. <laughs> Yeah, along the way, and then slowly went over the top of the, the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, god, that was see to me, that was ridiculous, and that made me laugh. And I like, yeah, that. I thought Herman was gonna fall for the chicken sandwich thing immediately. I thought that's what was <laughs> Ooh, chicken sandwich <laughs> snaps that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, well, he doesn't, he's not paying attention to the fact that grandpa just told him about the chicken sandwich. He just was like, oh, somebody left chicken sandwich here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I really wish we would have got that now. Based upon earlier when he just turned around and forgot where everyone was at, like an infant doesn't yep. understand, uh, you know, object permanence. Yet. Right. Where is it? Peekaboo. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you could have fallen for the chicken sandwich. Mm. The chicken mm-hmm. sandwich. And they could have shown it like like it bent and stuff like that around his head or something like it actually sure. could like trap him. That'd be oh, great. That crushed awesome. his skull. And they had to rebuild him. You need to travel back in time and punch up the script. Yeah, I, I've been I've been working I've been working on it. Tra- traveling back in time. Yeah, just to punch up monster stuff. Just to punch up monster strips. <laughs> yeah. When we get to season two, we notice like the drastic difference. There's like a KG credited on all the writing. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, hmm. What is this Shun DMC? There's four writers on this script, and one of them just goes by KG. It's weird. If it goes My- by Shun DMC, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why does why does IMDb trivia keep referring to these guys as the Beaver Crew or <laughs> the Beaver Squad? Now here's the thing: if Keith traveled back in time to punch up a monster script <laughs> and credited it himself as Shun DMC, I think 
our timeline would have fractured in so many different ways. <laughs> Just the Shun DMC would have like like ruined everything. <laughs> yes. At, from that point forward, I don't yeah. know what would have happened. Our our future now would be like some sort of like post apocalyptic like fallout <laughs> <Yes>. universe. <laughs> <We're>, like. <laughs> We're buying things with little like bottle caps, you know, we're recording mm. at a ham radio, talking to each other. Yeah. We're still doing this podcast, but yes. it's like that kids in oh, the hall yeah, sketch yeah. where we're in the, <laughs> the post-apocalypse nuclear bunker and uh playing I got a brand new pair of roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now that song's gonna be stuck in my head for a week. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and then then one day uh, an old version of Keith's just gonna appear before us and <laughs> yeah. he's like, What have I done? He's like fall it's... to his knees and... or he comes back, he's like Gandalf the White. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Please, no, I you see me on a beach walking and I see the monster uh the monster headed table just laying there and yes. <laughs> Oh, you've like part, 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 of, it. part of the skooma is like just is beached. Oh I just dropped my knees. I'm like, no, <laughs> damn it. You blew it all to hell. Mm-hmm. So now we have grandpa. He's sleeping in a chair mm-hmm. out in front of the house. And a dude walks up and he aggressively shakes grandpa to wake him up. <laughs> yes. Pop, pop. He's like, pops, pops. He's just shaking him. And he's not just shaking him. He's shaking him like like a tail feather. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Polar picture? He's just shaking this man. Yeah, he he could give it. Like, he's an old man. You could give him whiplash from this. Like, you gotta be careful. Give him a concussion. Rack Mm -hmm. your his brain in there. Maybe that's what he wanted to happen, too, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) No, but Grandpa's like, ah, please, let me sleep another 100 years. But the dude, he's, he just keeps shaking. He's like, I want to buy this house. It's sight unseen. Is this your house? Yeah. Is this your ad in the paper? Yeah. Is this your price? Yeah. All right, I want it. Grip's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, looked at it. I don't care. Here's a check for the down payment. Sign this paper. I have, I've bought two houses in my life. Never do mm-hmm. I produce the contract to purchase the house. <laughs> it is always the seller that produces the contract. But this guy, he's like, sign this paper. Grandpa's like, I, he just signs it. No problem. It's all right. So at this point in time, also, I'm like, you know, there was the the contract for like the dance thing and a couple other contracts that they've gone through and done this thing. And nobody actually at this point is like, you know what? Maybe I should take some time to read through this and get back to you. (laughs) Like that should kind of get there at some point in time. Oh, I man. wonder what the asking price was. Knowing the time, I bet you it was like eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's like some five five thousand, so it matched up with the. Yeah, it's yeah. probably such a small, just ridiculous sum. So small. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then he's like, "Okay, it's Grandpa sends paper." He's like, "Pops, you need to get back inside. You've been out in the sun too long." <laughs> I, I like that of, joke, but yeah. I feel like he should be pale because he's a vampire, right? Like, yes. But I also like what should, shouldn't he be sitting in the sun if he's a vampire? Like, now true. here's the thing: Rob Stoker's Dracula could go out in the sunlight. He didn't kill him; it just it mm. made him weaker. 
Oh, and interesting. If when the sun came up, you were stuck in that form until the sun went down. So uh-huh. if you were mist when the sun came up, you were stuck as mist until the sun went down. Oh God. Mm. So if grandpa was chopped liver and then he the sun came up, he would just be chopped liver all day. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> That's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, not the vampires we know and love now. So yeah, he's out in the sun, just makes him weak. No problem. Now, dude whistles Dixie on his way back to his car. He gets in, and on the side of the car, it says, Denison and Company House Wreckers. And the, dun, dun, dun. the yeah, the canned audience goes, Oh, like, <laughs> I don't even know what a house wrecker is. I don't either. Does it not list that as the name of the company on the contract either? You would think. Grandpa could have read it and said house or even on the what? check. Oh, yeah, yeah, it would definitely be on there. No. They'd probably use a shell company. Yeah, probably. Now we cut back. Grandpa is bragging to the monsters how it took all of his salesmanship, but he did it. Man, I sold that house. You didn't think I'd do shit, but here I am. Grandpa. <laughs> Herman's excited. Oh, Hermes got it made. <laughs> and then we get what we opened up with. I know this is like a weirdest, weird uh, layout of the clips, but it took to this point to get to the 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 theme of the episode yeah right yeah this is like the halfway point they get halfway in and they're like old hermes got it made we sell in the house we're going to buffalo and then in walks eddie still has no clue about this at all no feels like it's been days but no whole weekend it's a whole weekend he comes in and he's like why did grandpa win the transylvania sweepstakes no but they have wonderful news. And he's like, I got wonderful news too. And Herman's like, shut your yapper kid. I get to go first. I'm the dad. I saw, I got a new job. We're going to Buffalo. We sold the house. And Eddie throws a fit much akin to the fit that he threw when he didn't want to go to school. Yeah. And they called him shorty. Also uh, very much like the fits that Herman does. Yes. Like that's true. He sees his dad do these. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love that. Then, yeah. Which then I'm like, man, I got to make sure I don't do stuff for my kids. Oh, God. Follow what I do. Struggle. But I, 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 because I, he stomps his feet a bit. I was expecting him to say darn, darn, darn at some point. In time. Oh, I wish he, he would do that. Yeah. But it was, but it was awfully close. But it, it, it was almost spot on to like a Herman uh, temper tantrum. It was. He does like, say oh. you could kill him a million times and he still wouldn't go. Yep. Yep. And he like, said that same thing <laughs> in the other one when he did yes. go to school because he called him short. He I mean, it fit. is Buffalo, so he's got a point. I mean, yeah, I won't go. He throws like a log into the fire. <laughs> like, take that fire. He pounds. <laughs> he pounds on the couch. A bunch of shit comes out. And he asked me a million times. I won't go. Runs upstairs. And Herman says. You know, Lily, I don't think he cares for the idea. <laughs> and then we get the commercial. Literally, it took half the episode to get to like this moment, which is remarkable. In my yeah, it's interesting because usually it's like it feels like they're like at either taking either sweet at time to get there or they're like super fast and then it's slow all of a sudden. This feels so like now, it's paced a bit better, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Now we got a whole half an episode to resolve it. Yeah. Because it's like they sold the house. They're going to move. Eddie doesn't want to go. Lily and Marilyn and grandpa, they're wondering how Herman is doing talking to Eddie. Like Marilyn has no idea how he, he'd get so upset. Grandpa knows how it is. In the old country, he would get attached to his friends and neighbors, especially at night. <laughs> okay. Um, yep. <laughs> attached. 
via Fang to the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking something else, but okay. Oh, like a like a, a key party or something. Like <laughs> I don't know why I pulled key party out of the. I don't know why he did either. I was just thinking like you know he was you know stalking people or something oh. like that. I picture more of a swear. So <laughs> Lily is hopeful because Herman has a real way of getting to the heart of the matter. Now, I really wanted this to be the second clip, but it's like three minutes long. Yeah. Eddie is sitting on Herman's lap. They're in Eddie's room and Eddie's holding on to Wolf Wolf. And Eddie's, and Herman's like, it's all the little rabbits said to the prairie dog. Listen, Prairie Dog, why do you take your family and move out of a perfectly good borough to someplace far away? Like, Herman, oh, the person that gets to the matter of the fact, the heart of the matter, is using some <laughs> weird rabbit prairie dog metaphor yes. story. Yeah. But the moral is seize the opportunity, right? That's Herman's moral. Prairie Dog had a great new borough and made new friends. Rabbit stayed with stupid food and friends and was probably painted pink for Easter or some shit. I can't remember exactly what it was all said. <laughs> that's what it was. And yeah. then Herman basically goes, and that's why it's good to move. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, oh, but what if the bunnies stayed and he got the prairie dogs got eaten by kangaroos? Yes. They're weird and exotic and never seen one before. You know, yeah. <laughs> what? Herman's like, no, no, no. Kangaroos are allergic to prairie dogs. Uh, good, good save, Herman. Good save. Yep. And he's like, no, the stupid rabbit stayed and he got fat and had pink kids. That Herman plan is basically foiled from that point on. Yep. Because Eddie's like, I get, I get the moral story, Pops. Stay where you're happy. Get fat and have pink kids. Yeah, I like this whole like weird analogy Herman tries to do yes. and how Eddie just like dismantles it bit by bit. Like it's yep. so funny. Eddie weaves it into a story that Herman was not ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the I wasn't. Ready, I wasn't ready for it either. Yeah, the, this I like this. The rabbit sent letters to the prairie dog, but they came back unanswered. So he knew it was better to stay where he was. Yes. <laughs> and so and dark. Herman Herman keeps trying to like give like the next logical yep thing in the scenario. He's like this. He's like, well, no, it's you know they did the no. Yep. And he's coming right back, and he's like, no, well then this would happen. I, I actually I enjoyed that, and I, I'm upset it was three minutes long, so we couldn't play it for everybody. Yeah, it's too long of a clip. I really wanted to play it, but it was like, boy, we play like a tenth of the episode. Uh, so Eddie's all better now, thanks to Dad explaining it to him, and Herman's basically defeated. Mm-hmm. Next morning at the breakfast table, and Eddie's leaving. See you guys later. Now I can tell the boys that I don't have to move, and I can be the captain of the baseball team. This is the best day ever since Grandpa dug up spot for me. <laughs> Couple like, things here. Yeah. One being the you don't have to tell the boys anything because nothing has changed to them whatsoever. Yes. You already told them you're never leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Two, Grandpa dug up spot, which is in which is immediately been contradicted by the, the schlock we saw last week. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm wondering is like, does he mean like that the first time he got spot was being dug up or did like he get stuck somewhere and grandpa had to dig him up? I don't know. I'm trying to fit it into the zombie. Uh, I really think it's it. it, And as intended by this episode, grandpa dug up the creature known as spot and gave him to Eddie as a pet. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Which I like that. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Found, found, dug up a dragon egg someplace, maybe. I don't yep. know. Yep. Put it, put it, put it in his, put it in his crib or next to, or in, in the crib next to him. Yep. Just like a Targaryen. Yeah. That's canon now. Uh, Eddie is a dragon rider. So now oh. Eddie skips off. And Herman's like, uh, seeing Eddie skip off and be happy. That's like the most important thing to me ever. It warms the cockles of my dad heart, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then immediately grandpa's like, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> and then we get an explanation of the previous scenes, right? I thought we sent you up there. And then and Herman's like, oh, yeah, I did. But prairie dogs. And, but everyone is on board. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Herman's like, oh, I should have used the three pigs. I'm terrible with prairie dogs. Okay. Yeah, sure. I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't think that would change. I don't think it would change much for you, Herman. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't really so fit in with Herman's the story. basically like, can't move now. And you know what? Everyone's on board with that too. <laughs> it's like, okay. Just proves how much they love this place, Marilyn says. Herman goes, Well, you know what, Grandpa? Call that dude. Tell him we're out of the house deal. I'm not going to do it. Herman's going to tell Mr. Gateman. Uh, and Lily's like, Well, let him down gently. And then, of course, here comes another one. Lily, dear, in our business, we let everyone down gently. <laughs> I kind of like that. Pretty yeah, funny. That was a decent. Mm-hmm. That was a decent uh, funeral joke. Cut to Grandpa on the phone, and everyone's standing around him, but Herman and Eddie's there too. And I thought he was going to school, but I guess not. What do you mean we can't get out of the sales contract? Bulldozers, wreckers on their way right now. Blah blah blah. You can't talk to me that way. Click. Mister Dennison hung up on him. Uh, so Grandpa's like, well. No, we can do. They're on their way over here to ruin, wreck the house. They're gonna tear it down. I, by the way, I at this point in time, like, and I just watched this like a couple hours ago. Uh huh. I just like when you were, they finished up the thing, and Eddie was all happy about not, and Herman's like, ah, we won't move or. I kind of thought we were at the end of the episode. <laughs> nope. I forgot about this whole next part. Nope, because this is the best part of the episode, in my opinion. What do we do? We defend our home. Man, the battlements flood the moat and pull in the drawbridge. But, Grandpa, we don't have any of those things. Marilyn, don't be so te- technical. I haven't had this much fun since I started the French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Grandpa that. has started the French Revolution and got Lincoln to be president. Mm-hmm. All yeah, he's, he's a kingmaker. He, and, he and 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 was also he was also in uh, one of the wars because he had his little you know his little chest with all the pictures yeah. of all the old timey monsters. And the fly boys. Yeah. yeah. This is where this episode gets bonkers. And, yes. And I really enjoyed the bonkers of it. Mm-hmm. So now we have Grandpa outside, dressed up like Napoleon. <laughs> Ed, Eddie's up on the second story, like on a balcony with a little cannon. Lily is dressed up and she's got a sash that says like King George, leave us alone or something like that. I can't remember. Go home, King George. I can't remember. What yep. it was. That's what it was. And Marilyn's dressed up like something. I can't remember. But they have a cannon out front and they're loading it. They load it with some silverware. Uh, what else? Uh, um, like a Eddie's shoe or something. Uh, oh, yeah, Bobby yeah. pins yeah. and yep. one of Eddie's skates. 
And then grandpa goes, wait till they get a taste of this cast iron fruit salad. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another tattoo you get and be proud of. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's either that or uh, cast iron fruit salad is the name of my next album. (laughs) Cast iron fruit salad. Yep. Shun DMC cast iron fruit salad. Oh, that's pretty good. And now here they come. Here they come, Grandpa yells. And look, and there's two bulldozers <laughs> and a crane with a wrecking ball. They're coming down the street in like V formation. Yeah. That's <laughs> just awesome. Grandpa's like, I won't fire unless I have to. I sure hope I have to. Yeah, he is excited to slaughter some people. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been way too long. I'm gonna kill some motherfuckers today. This yeah. is gonna be good. <laughs> Then a pickup truck pulls up with five or six guys. Uh, the equipment pulls up. The guys get out, and then you got Dennison. And he's like, they think they could scare us off. Dennison bought this home to wreck it, and they're going to wreck it. I'm like, oh, man, this guy really won't. Now, at first, I'm like, it's been less than 24 hours. They're not giving him a chance to move out of the house. <laughs> they are there, and they're going to destroy the house. Yep. Lily's like, this home is our castle. We'll defend it. Dennison says, now, see, now this, oh, this, this got me too. Maybe I don't like this episode now. Dennison's like, oh, it's like those little ladies that laid down in front of the bulldozers stopped them from tearing down their houses to build a freeway. He doesn't say that much, but that's what it is. Now, back in the day in LA, oh, do you guys know the story of when they built Dodger Stadium? Mm. No. Oh, God, there used to be neighborhoods there, and they were uh, like 100% Mexican and Hispanic. Uh, mm-hmm. Los Angeles residents' homes. And they just basically said, get out. We're building a Dodger Stadium here. And there's people that refused, and they just pretty much leveled neighborhoods. Uh, didn't help anything this this the city of los angeles just destroyed a bunch of people's homes oh wow uh, and livelihoods just to build dodger stadium jeez and that's what that made me think of immediately i'm like oh my god yeah there's more to that story than what i'm saying that's a very probably poorly paraphrased but that's nuts and bolts but what happened um i never heard that before oh god yeah it's it's actually a, a terrible story to listen to and uh, I heard on a podcast on I think 99% uh, invisible had that story. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway, but then they're like, oh, but why the get-ups? Oh, you know, these radicals will do anything to get the picture in the paper. <sighs> Stand back, people. We're coming through. We're going to de- demolish your house. Grandpa lights the cannon. He's like, well, I'm going to have to kill you. I didn't want to kill you, but I yep. didn't want to kill you. And I'm going to kill you. <laughs> He lights the cannon and then it like a cartoon. There's multiple cartoon elements in this. It backfires Mm -hmm. and they're all covered in black soot. Very Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, whatever you want to say. Yep. Yep. And grandpa goes, say la vie has to put the French in there. Mm -hmm. That's how I goofed at Waterloo. (laughs) (sighs) I like these. There's something about this. I really like this whole French Revolution thing. Yes. Um, I don't know why, because it was so stupid. Yeah. I just like, love that they're all in the getup and like, yes. they're, they're like really into it. Yeah. Like, bum, bum, is that, is that, bum, is that also bum, kind of set up like eventually like a timeline of when the monsters actually came to America? 
I guess. So he, he's not, he, he can't reference some other things. He's got to be like, oh, well, it actually happened at this time. And this is what was going on. This is where I was at at the time. Well, the French Revolution was 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You must have got yeah. here around Lincoln time. Yeah. Yeah. It'd oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's definitely here by then. I mean, he's got to. He's going to make Lincoln president. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to timeline out uh, Grandpa's uh, adventures. Yeah. Anybody out there want to do it? Go ahead. Email not us. me. Not it. <laughs> uh, oh, where were we at? Oh, c'est la vie. That's how I goofed at Waterloo. And then Herman walks up. And I'm in the whole time I'm thinking, well, Herman's going to walk up and scare him all away. Right? Because nobody's seen Herman up to this point. Dennison's like, well, look at this. It's another Halloween getup. He's not. He doesn't care. He's like, this guy says people are crazy. We want to crush a house because we're going to put a parking lot here. Lily says it's been a nightmare. Oh, Herman. And then Herman's like, well, we did sign the paper. Right. <laughs> Herman coming in with the reason and logic. He did that last episode, too. He's like, and we kind of did tell them already that yeah. they could stay for the weekend. Hey, so we rented the house for the weekend. We can't tell them to leave. Hey, we did sell them the house. So they, they yep. can destroy it if they want to. Grandpa's like, oh, here he goes. Little Mr. Little Goody Two Shoes. <laughs> Herman's like, we're well, right is right. They bought the house. They have the right to tear it down. Scolds Grandpa for aiming at cannon at people. And he's like, that's anarchy. And our anarchy is violence. And violence is very naughty. <laughs> <sighs> yep. All right. Sure. Yep. Anarchy isn't necessarily violence. No nope. violence is very naughty. I'll agree with yeah, Herman is going to try and reason with them. And he walks up. It's like, give us a few weeks and find somewhere else to live. But he realizes, oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie goes, I want to smash now and talk later. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some bloodlust in them, too. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got that bit of grandpa. In him. Oh, grandpa I thought there was still something to do with being DTF. Never mind. That's later when he gets a little bit older. No, different. No, the down, down to smash. No, down to smash. Oh, let's smash. Yes. Um, hmm. Weird. Uh, <laughs> Herbert <laughs> walks out and he tries to talk to him. He wants to you know, just give us a few weeks. Let's find some place to look, to look for. Denison's like, listen, Jack, we bought this house to tear it down and put in a parking lot. And Herman's like, come on. You know, he's trying to talk, but he realizes the bulldozers and they're in his way. He's like, I just want to get closer to talk. So Herman parts the bulldozers with his hands. This is a cool effect. I'm not sure how they did it, but it was very well done. He just splits them so he can walk between, moves two bulldozers <laughs> with his bare hands, mm-hmm. walks between. And then he grabs the wrecking ball. Like he's just kind of like, what do I do with my hands sort of thing? He grabs the wrecking ball, starts fidgeting around, casually tossing it, swinging it. Uh, if you see things my way, you'll go back and tear up that contract. So they take it as a threat. Herman's just trying to be good faith negotiator. He tosses the wrecking ball, smashes in the ground. The dudes run off and leave. Herman goes back and tells Lily the value of reason and negotiation. It's there, right? That's great. See, they were in such a hurry to tear up the contract. They left all of their machinery behind. Oh, Herman, you saved your our home. And he says, Pop, you're a hero. Oh, shucks, it was nothing. And he smacks the cannon. It fires. 
It destroys <laughs> the bulldozers. And then the cannon split open like a cartoon flower. You know, like when mm-hmm. when like uh, they put the dynamite in the mailbox, the dog looks in the mailbox and it blows up and it looks like a, it looks like a flower. Much yep. like that. Yeah. It looks awesome. I think it was great. That's a good reference. I loved it. I loved all of this. It was so this episode so cartoony um, that I it was I enjoyed all the cartoons so much I forgot about all the other stuff. Lily tells Herman she doesn't want the neighbors. It's like, hey, I don't want the neighbors to think we're untidy. Go pick up the street. <laughs> <laughs> so Herman's got to go pick up the ruined bulldozers and wrecking ball and stuff. He may be the only one who can. He is the only one that can. <laughs> yeah. Herman. Please clean up after yourself. Yes. Be kind. Rewind. Or mm-hmm. Herman. That doesn't make any sense, but that's what I said. Herman grabs a wrecking <laughs> ball. Wow. Well, Herman grabs the wrecking ball and flings it off to the side. It crashes into the ground. And then we come, we get the commercial break. We come back for the button. Around the kitchen table, a lot of kitchen table today. Herman's reading the contract, and the property reverts to the original owner, Herman Munster, signed R. Dennison. Oh, the poor man writes with a shaky hand. <laughs> and then Lil's like, Well, what did they say at the parlor? Oh, phew. No harm, no foul, Lil's, because <laughs> the company I work for is broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't open another <laughs> branch of Buffalo. I'm like, hmm. hey, that's a weird resolution. Yeah, they went over the books for the last two months, and they're they've been going in the hole. I think they just want to say going in the hole because they do funerals. Mm. And that's where oh, the gaskets I see. Go yeah. in yeah. the hole. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I got a laugh from the can the canned audience. Eddie yeah. walks in in the most peculiar of fashions with his back to the camera and his family <laughs> walks in. Uh, and the pots and the pans all fall down, and it makes like a nice. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I didn't and even notice that. Grandpa goes, "Lily, yeah. you had them tuned." Now, wow. it was at this point. I'm like, "Oh shit!" I just scroll up my my notepad <laughs> and go up here and write, make them so they don't fall, or at least them get them tuned. Because I just had Herman's home some pots fall and grandpa complains. So I had to put the, the tune thing in because <laughs> it pays off at the end. And that's yeah. why I think this is a result of the episode in which they were practicing baseball at the end, because whoever wrote this understands the value of making a callback. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yep. I think you're onto something. Yep. I did enjoy that the fact that they they tied the bag, but I was also still like <sighs> pots and pans making like actual music. That when they, <laughs> I, when, when they fall, like it's all... super dumb. Yeah, because it yeah. would you would think they would fall randomly, right? But, mm-hmm. but it's super dumb. But the fact they like dun, 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 they like made a melody <laughs> and and grandpa's like, oh, you hit them tuned, and Lily kind of grinned and nodded her head. Eddie, how was baseball practice? He mumbles. And Herman's like, turn around, son. And Eddie turns around, and he's got a baseball lodged in his mouth. Another callback. Two callbacks in the same episode. Because he's catching foul tips with his teeth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, get over here, Eddie. And Herman pops it out. And then Lily goes, there's no two ways around it. We're simply going to have to buy Eddie a Ketchersmith. Credits! There it was. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. It's like the, the closing, like, you know, joke or whatever actually like fit in with the rest of the episode. Like yeah. it actually applied. It actually kind of had a cool joke at the end with some weird Eddie thing. I, I was kind of impressed with this ending. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Call, callbacks. Callbacks uh, galore. Callbacks in place of like bad jokes is always going to work. So that was it. Season one, episode mm. 27. We got 11 more. Oh, God. Monsters oh. on the move. I swear. I swear I thought we had at least like maybe like six or seven to go. But geez. No. Okay. I saw so I saw somebody the other day posted like it's 90 days till Christmas. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I had same reaction. We have 11 episodes left of season one. <laughs> oh, geez. That's that's 77 days. 11 weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Get through it. It's wow. a long time. Oh. Man, well, what'd you guys think of this one? Uh, so I think taking in the factor of one, we had that weird Standells episode that was so hollow of uh-huh. things going on, a, a second half performance thing more than anything else, and then watching the actual new Munsters movie and just uh, this one stands out pretty good. I like this. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, especially if you get rid of uh, the one very questionable thing of people that do come to look at the house, you mm-hmm. kind of just pop that out. The other two people come to look at the house are really kind of fun. And and again, you get this, like you said, like, like there's some continuity tie in there. Uh, it, and he's playing. He got to be the captain of the team and named starting catcher. He doesn't know the catcher's mid at all. Never even occurred to me till the end. Like I thought maybe he had the mitt, but if it got wild, he, you know, was able to snag it with his teeth. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good comeback episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I really liked it. You know, despite the maybe, yeah, the, well, not even maybe the racist stuff in the middle. It was pretty bad. <laughs> um, but the rest of it's like super, super good. I think. Um, like yeah, yeah. just that weird French Revolution stuff was so funny to me. Um, and I don't know, just it, maybe it was yeah because we watched the Monsters movie. Standells like yeah lame like this this it was a nice return to form I think to remind me like yeah musters can be pretty funny when when they want to be so that's kind of yeah. nice I think this episode had more jokes that hit than miss yeah get yep. rid of the the racist stuff in the middle and the weird pacing and the fact that it took half the episode to get to the actual like conflict was weird. Uh, but I get they want to do the open house and they want to bring people up to that. that. That's like always their go-to. Like, we don't know what to do. Well, let's bring people to the house. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's true. So this was a pretty good, and I can't tell if it's because we're fresh off the movie or it's because I really enjoyed it, but it is what it is. <laughs> we do have one review for this episode on IMDb. Ooh, okay. It is from 2007, December okay. 2007. And is eight out of 10. Wait till I read wait till I read this title. Shuffling off to Buffalo. Not. <laughs> I got him. Nice. Oh. oh Often boy. the members of the family most opposed to moving out of town are kids, and you can't blame them. Separating them, blah, 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 blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Just recap. 
Highlights were the various people who come to view the house. They included an old couple, a band of Romani, yep. and two crooked elderly female antique dealers. How all of them are scared away leads to some good laughs. Agreed. For instance, I don't need the recap. It gets a little too silly at the end with all the French Revolution get up. But Ugh. Bert Freed was good as Mr. Denniston, the man who comes to demolish the house. I also right. enjoyed Herman's song and dance of Shuffle Off to Buffalo. Later, he and Lily did the same song and duet. Finally, there were some excellent puns regarding Herman's place of employment. Eight out of ten. Fair enough. Yeah. Not a, not a bad review. Yeah. I did I did enjoy this episode, but now after the recap, I feel seven out of seven point three is fair. Yeah, it seems fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Way back in episode one, there was a babysitter that came to watch Eddie, and she was exposed to the monsters, and nothing shook her. She was unflappable, unshakable, unbreakable. Even what in this episode? broke the babysitter uh well we see herman uh he's cleaning up the mess at the end you know he's moving whatever this exploded machinery and he picks up that wrecking ball and he kind of just casually chucks it to the side mm-hmm. but we don't see and but what the babysitter she, she's just watching herman clean up you know just kind of making sure he's doing a good job i guess and she sees that thing just start rolling down the street crushing anyone who stands in its way mm-hmm. cars destroyed houses demolished as it just rolls and rolls and i think just that mass carnage and destruction just really she can't handle it she pulls her hairs out runs in fast forward motion into her car drives away you know <laughs> you know. that fast fast forward run i think uh yeah she's uh she's in the kitchen mm-hmm. um and she's she opens the refrigerator and she's like the fuck i put a chicken sandwich here somewhere <laughs> and then she walks over and she looks out and she sees that grandpa's put it onto that uh the mousetrap and before she can go out to retrieve it herself herman's chucked the thing over the, the house <laughs> that's, that's yep. awesome yep. oh man uh, well i think she's gone for the weekend right mm-hmm. and she comes back and she finds out that they sold the house <laughs> And she's like, what? You told me if you were ever going to sell the house, you'd give me the first opportunity. <laughs> well, and you, you, were, you, totally, you weren't around. You, you weren't totally around. forgot about me. I was just gone for the weekend. <laughs> husband and I went out of town. That's what married couples do sometimes. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, she's broken by the fact that they just totally forgot about her. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like almost it feels like maybe like a year ago you guys were like recognized me. But ever since then, it's like yep. it's like you don't even acknowledge my existence. It's I like love a- this old house and I wanted to buy it. If you ever going to sell. Yeah, we, we had that conversation. Yeah, well, I know you remember never move. And I've been all with you for- me, but if you ever sell, <laughs> give me the chance to buy it. I've been uh, saving up all this money. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. All that babysitting money. All that babysitting money. Goodness gracious. Well, there it was. Another episode in the books. The 27th. The 27th of season one. Man. Oh, we oh did it. God. Yeah, we're doing it. So many. So Endless. Many Endless. Yes. Keith, mm. what do you got for the peoples? Uh, just that was great, wasn't it? Season two, covering the Karate Kid cartoon from 1989. Uh, I can't say I like the cartoon, but it's starting to grow on me for the recaps. We've had great guests. Uh, please 
give it a listen. Uh, it's it's worth it for them more than it is for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed them all so far. Yeah. What about you, Terry? Uh, I've got another podcast to do called Run the Real. It's still on hiatus, mm-hmm. but someday we'll return. Uh, we cover all sorts of different movies. Uh, we cover Duel, like I mentioned earlier. I told you you didn't have to watch it. Um, well, you could watch it and watch, listen to our review. <laughs> that's that, that's called a callback. Look at that. Mm. Uh, oh, you told me I didn't have to, so I'm good. Thanks. Uh, well, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I've already <laughs> stopped watching it. A, I was watching per- it, but I'd stop it. Oh well, that, we were watching. It, we were watching it while we, we recorded this, mm-hmm. and as soon as he told you you didn't have to bother, you just turned out. All right, all right. yeah. I showed Seriously. you guys. I know this was this was before we started rolling, but I have three screens. One screen was dedicated <laughs> to Duel. Our screen was dedicated. That's amazing. Yep, yep. You're you're doing a full recap of the Monsters episode while you're watching Duel. I was imagining <laughs> yep. that. Like, well, I was until you said I don't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I stopped. Yeah. No, dang. I should have said anything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, check it out. It's uh, you know, you can find it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Uh, just check it, give it a listen if you're interested. Yeah, it's fun. And as for me, I got nothing but this, the Patreon. I, I mean, but mm. this by by this I mean Monster Hunters, and then by the Patreon I mean the Patreon that we do that gives uh extra bonus content, two episodes mm-hmm. a month, plus other things will be coming. We just gotta get people revving and rocking and rolling and getting hyped, hyped. Oh yeah, for Monster Hunters content. And everything Man. we do is tangentially related to the Monster Hunters <laughs> or a comment made during a Monster Hunters episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until they're not, and they're just out of the blue and weird. <laughs> it may get there sooner than later. Yeah, we're just we're, we're doing whatever we want. <laughs> we're doing whatever we want. On that, uh, and it is a ton of fun. So it check is. that out patreon.com slash monster hunters or we are monster hunters on all the socials twitter no tiktok should we do tiktok snapchat i don't know i'm not sure i understand tiktok it's way too much for me to do we we, i think we have to do dancing if we're on tiktok oh my god uh boy that'd be something give me like five years to get back into shape and then yeah yes dropping it like it's hot Yes, I don't know if I feel comfortable displaying myself on camera. You could shake it like a tail feather. Shake it like a tail feather. Call back to the Monsters theme song. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. People would love that. All right. But if we do do that. And then I guess that's it for this week, right? Join us next week for more Monsters. And then I guess we'll end this one like we do every other one, right? Mm -hmm. With our classic, super consistent ending. Oh, here it is. <laughs> they want to be the oh, guy in the band. the Woody Woodpecker song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a pecking it all day long. He pecks a few holes in a tree to see if a redwood's really red. And it's nothing to him on the tiniest whim to pack a few holes in your head. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is crazy. <laughs> the Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? 
You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.